Before you dive into this episode, I wanted to invite you to please check out the show notes for links to one-pagers that provide more details on the DNI programs you're about to hear our guest speakers discuss. We thought you might appreciate having a deeper understanding of their DNI efforts before listening to the recording. Or you can listen, read the one-pagers, and then re-listen. And one more thing, if you are interested in applying for an AGC Diversity and Inclusion Award, the next application period opens in mid-July. You'll find more information on that in the show notes as well. Happy listening. Hello, and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. Today, we have a very special episode in store for you as we welcome a fantastic guest host who will be running the show. I'm your regular host, Leah Pilconis, and I'm thrilled to be handing over the reins to our esteemed guest host, Jorge Casada. Jorge is a trailblazer and an influential advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Jorge currently serves as Granite Construction's Vice President of Inclusive Diversity. With more than 20-plus years of experience working in DEI, he has made it his mission to foster inclusive practices and reshape the future of construction. Jorge is also the current Vice President of AGC's Diversity and Inclusion Committee. And that's not all. He's also the host of the groundbreaking podcast, Construction DEI Talks. This podcast serves as a platform for candid conversations, insightful interviews, and actionable strategies for promoting DEI in the construction sector. And that's exactly what Jorge is going to bring to today's episode of AGC's Constructor Cast. He's going to interview two recent winners of AGC's Diversity and Inclusion Excellence Awards. Get ready as this episode delves deep into the challenges and opportunities surrounding DEI within the industry. Our guests are going to offer practical advice and share their inspiring stories. I'm excited to take a back seat and learn from their firsthand experiences. Now, without further ado, let's turn the show over to Jorge Casada. Leah, oh my goodness! You know, I'm getting goosebumps with that introduction. I think, I think I'm, I'm going to have to ask you if you can come and introduce our Construction DEI podcast. That, that is amazing introduction. And Buenos dias, Judith. Good morning. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Good morning. Were you going to say something, Judith? Sorry, I interrupted you there. No, I just gonna say Buenos Dias as well. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love it. You know, I, I think one of the things that I've I've learned to appreciate about AGC and the work that they're doing with this podcast is the fact that they're amplifying all the good work that happens in our industry. And I think you know, and hopefully the two of you agree with me. So much of our story is being told by other people that we, as the industry and industry leaders, need to take the front seat. And start amplifying our story. And this is why I am so happy to be, you know, hosting this podcast. So thank you, Leah and AGC for the opportunity. Um, Our guests come from two different, you know, companies in our ecosystem, right? Judith, her company comes from Puerto Rico. And and, and Brad, you just moved from the East Coast and now you're in Colorado, correct, Brad? Yeah, I'm in the process. In the process. Yes, All right. And so Judith Monruso and and then we also have Brad Lewis from Hansel Phelps. And and Judith, I'm coming to you first um, because I'm fascinated by a company that's in Puerto Rico. Right. Um, the company's name is Bermudas Longo Diaz Maso, but better known or also known as BL. 
DM. That's right. And and so and, and then Brad, I'm going to come back to you and ask you the same question. So the both of you and your companies applied for these awards, right? Um, you wanted to tell your story. Then all of a sudden, you go to AGC, the convention, right? Your companies go to the convention. I was there too. I was in the back because <laughs> Granite Construction also applied, right? And it's that anticipation where you're hearing, you want to hear your name. And then I heard both of your names, and I was so proud of the two of your companies because I, I'm, I'm familiar with some of the work. But walk me through, Judith, like how did it feel when your name was called out? And, 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 and walk me through just your own personal journey in the application process and then receiving that award. And then, Brad, I'm going to come to you. Hearing our name um, being called for this award was not only emotional, but it had a lot of honor and, and pride as despite what we like to say, DEI requires a lot of effort a lot of passion as well and consistency. Mm -hmm. We've been working our DEI program for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. And this award was like, we were doing good, you know? Yes. This is proof that we are doing the right thing and that we can have the the resources and the energy it needed to continue doing what we wanted, you know? Oh, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that because Brad, I saw, you know, I don't know if you went up and received the award, but when Hansel Phelps was first called out, there was a lot of applause in the room because, you know, just like, you know, um, BLDM, mm-hmm. you guys have been doing some really innovative things, right? So how did you feel um, as, as you heard that you won the award? Well, it, it feels amazing. Uh, just like Judah said, there's a, a sense of pride, a sense of appreciation and just, you know, overall, just conformance that what we're doing at Hensel Phelps and in the industry, you know, we're making an impact. Mm-hmm. And so it, there's a lot of effort that goes into, you know, those efforts within the construction industry. Right. I mean, yes. at the end of the day, most folks think we should just just focus on building. Mm-hmm. But we realize that, you know, making sure the individuals in our organization feel included mm-hmm. uh, and that we are a diverse organization and everyone has an equitable stake in our success um, and that it's inclusive, you know, it pours out into uh, how we service our clients. And uh, it's appreciated uh, even more so when a group of our peers or an organization mm-hmm. such as AGC recognizes that. So it's just it's a great sense of pride and appreciation. So let me let me stay with you, Brad, here, because one of the things that I want people to do also out of this podcast is get to know you a little bit better, too. And Judith, I'm going to come back to you with the same question also. So, you know, when you go to those family gatherings and you haven't seen a cousin or an uncle or an aunt in a while <laughs> and they come and ask you, Brad, so what are you doing now? What do you tell them? What do you tell them about the work you do? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm one of the 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 first uh, men in my family, I guess, to, to reach this level of success in any endeavor. Mm. Um, so when I tell folks in my family what I do, I first get that look of, what is he talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I just say construction, it, it registers immediately. But yeah. when I say I'm the corporate director of supplier diversity, they're like, oh my God, what does that mean? And so then I talk about, you know, what that entails from a construction perspective. You know, mm-hmm. creating opportunities for women-owned and diverse-owned businesses, and mm-hmm. getting out in the community, 
and bring in opportunities to underserved communities or to uh, members of a community that wouldn't necessarily get an opportunity, like returning citizens and things of that nature, and just mm-hmm. the overall engagement with the community and getting them uh, to where they're a part of the project, uh, and they and they get to also feel that that pride in being uh, involved in in creating something new in their community, whether it's a hotel or a office building or whatever it might be. Sure. You know, we have that closing ceremony. You see that pride in all the trades, right? Yes. Um, so bringing that to a community is, is one of the things that I can share with them that then they be, they'll be proud of what I'm doing to impact our community where we grew up and other communities across the country. We'll, we'll keep that thought on supplier diversity because I want to come back to you because I know that was part of the application process. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to know um, some of the contributions and the strategies that you had. So Judith Profesora, right? So if people go on LinkedIn, they're going to see you're a professor, right? Um, but here you are working at your company. So what do you tell family members when they ask you what you do? Well, I, I will say I transform life through what I do. Uh, being the executive director of HR, diversity and inclusion, as well as compliance for BuildDM for the last seven years, mm. but also be a professor, as you say, for the last 14 years. When I explained what, you know, what this means, I tried to tell people that I not only supply the human capital to build our projects, but also to transform the life and the, of the families and our society. Mm. I think that's my main mission in life through teaching and through managing diversity is to show appreciation for differences, Mm -hmm. the importance of uh, reducing social marginalization, you know, from minorities Mm -hmm. and and help people find their purpose in life by giving them an opportunity. Yeah, you know, that's powerful because one of the things and, and, and maybe it's an elephant in the room, right? Because when when I knew when I heard Bermudas had won, I thought I went right to the numbers, right? I'm like, of course, they're going to win. They're Puerto Rican. They're all like diverse, diverse people there. Right. So when you applied for the award, I got to believe that there was a high representation of Latinos right in the numbers. But walk us through when you were applying like, what are the things beyond just representation that a company like, you know, yours really works through when it comes to diversity, especially in a very, what we perceive as a monocultural environment? That's very interesting question, but also funny. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I was feeling the application, what I thought was how I'm going to explain that even though we are all Puerto Ricans and minority, we have a lot of diversity. How do I explain that I might not have identification of, you know, um, white, black, Indians, but we have diversity. So that's that was my main challenge by filling that application to to help or at least to to try to describe and explain how diversity is managed in in our culture. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, mm-hmm. that was exactly what the judges remarks, you know, that we need to work more with the racism and because it was easy for us because we were Latin, all Latin. But again, I, I, I discover 
that challenge and and I mm-hmm. you know I I point out that we have to keep working on those subjects for you know for others experiences. Yeah, no, and I, and I appreciate the insight you just gave us around the diversity dimensions that are in a in a country mm-hmm. or you know in an island, <laughs> but I call it a country, right? Puerto Rico. <laughs> Coming from El Salvador, it was another country, but it's amazing how you just walked us through that you have folks there who are Hispano, but they're blonde hair, blue eye, right? Could could be. You have people there who are Afro Caribbean that are Puerto Rican. And then you also have some indigenous people that are part of the island that creates that th- those diversity dimensions that you walk through. And so I, I was I was impressed with when when I heard more about the recognition that that, that Bermudas had received um, and then just the way you explained it. Thank you so much for that, because I think there are some companies that may not want to apply because they may feel the same way that you just like is mm-hmm. described. But the reality is that diversity goes deeper than just race and gender. So so thank you so much for that. You know, Brad, I I mentioned to you to hold on to that supplier diversity piece, because I know that is something that you are really passionate about. And that's what you do. I know that there's a broader leadership role that you play there. Mm -hmm. But because of the supplier diversity. Yes. When Hansel Phelps thinks about your diversity, equity and inclusion programming, how much of of the initiative and the work that you do? relies on the supplier diversity piece that's also part of that application? Um, a, a huge part. I mean, the the fact is we, we can't build the projects that we build without uh, being inclusive of our diverse businesses. Um, and and it's, it's a part of our culture. It's a part of our DNA. Um, and it, it sets us up perfectly for the clientele that we seek and the clientele that we work for. And believe it or not, it's a big deal for a lot of the larger clients in our country. Um, a lot of folks think it's just federal jobs or state local jobs. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They do have their requirements to hire locally businesses as well as individuals, right, in their mm-hmm. community. Um, but when we go before a lot of these larger businesses, um, Fortune 500 organizations, they expect the same thing as well. But they expect that along with the DNI portion of, of what we mm. do so well. Um, and when I present to them exactly yes. like we what we presented in our award submission, a lot of times it aligns with the culture that they're building within their organizations. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it shows a true partnership between us and that organization. So it, it plays a vital role, in my opinion, in what we do with our trade partners, as well as what we do with our own people. And the DEI focus that we have within the organization, um, I think having those two together mm. um, really complements each other and sets us up to be the ideal organization for large clients to want to work with us, as well as the trade partners. They know that when they come work with Hensel Phelps, uh, they're going to be treated fairly sure. um, and they're going to be given uh, equitable opportunities for them to really build their capacity um, and, and just, you know, overall growth of their organization when they come work with Hensel Phelps. Thank you for sharing that because I, I have a thought about the application process. But before I go there, I, I would be remiss. I asked you on a personal level, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. Walk us through, Judith, and you'll be first in the Brad coming to you after this. Okay. How did how did the company and the employees feel when they heard that BLDM 
won the award. I, I, I can see I can see how proud you are of winning the award, Judith. But how did the employees feel at your company? Everybody has a, the wow effect, you know, wow. Mm-hmm. We compete with other people, you know, from around the nation. And this was the first time a um, Puerto Rican company won this award. So it was like, we know we were doing something good, but being recognized nationally in front of all the people make everybody here very, very proud, mm-hmm. but also committed to continue the effort. Mm. You know, oh, it's because now they, yeah, they they feel like yes, we have to keep doing this. It's forever. almost it's almost <laughs> like you know, like you see uh, championship teams bring the trophy, right? Did they have a parade? Right. I'm not going to ask you if you had a parade, but <laughs> it's that level of pride. Brad, how about how about Hansel Phelps when the word got out on the floor uh, of the company? What was the reaction? And, and I, don't, I hope this doesn't sound bad. Mm-hmm. It's like they expect it of me now. Wow. <laughs> they expect, they more, expect us that. to win it. Okay. When, um, and so I get teased sometimes, you know, like, okay, Brad, another one. But, you know, it's for me, it's, you know, an opportunity for me to go back to the, uh, the teams that helped me with the awards, like our amazing marketing and communication team. I mean, they are by far, in my opinion, the best in the country. Right. And so they do a phenomenal job of capturing what we do on a daily basis on our projects, whether it's what we're doing in the community, what we're doing internally, like our building together campaign. I mean, the, the, the ideas that come from these these team members are incredible. And our marketing and communication teams do a phenomenal job of capturing that and putting it in in packaging into a submission so that we can share it with the world. In addition to like all of our social media, if you go to any of our social media pages, you know, you'll see all of the stuff, uh, amazing things that we're doing every month now mm-hmm. related to different topics to promote inclusivity, diversity and equity. Um, and it's 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 amazing. Mm. You know, right now, Pride Month, I mean, we have an amazing schedule for the month just to celebrate our LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. and Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is I mean, just the creativity is, is is it makes me sit back. Sometimes you get emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you're just like, wow, look at this. Like, you know, I'm going to give you a little tidbit next month. Mm-hmm. Our Pacific uh, region, which I just got back from this morning, okay. which is in Honolulu. Okay. They're creating a cultural cookbook. Wow. And when I tell you, when I look at those recipes, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So just the creativity that comes from our people and the 40 some odd different nationalities that are represented out in that region that are building and our projects in Guam and Hawaii mm-hmm. are just amazing. And to be able to capture that and then share it with the rest of the construction community and AGC mm-hmm. and, um, and and to see the feedback um, and, and to be able to put that into an award submission and be able to share with everyone, including our leadership, that, hey, we won mm-hmm. because of leadership, your support, marketing and communication, your ingenuity and, and, and design and all the capabilities you bring to the table and then to our team members who are out here mm. not only building, yes. but impacting in the community 
uh, that they're building in. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, you know, I, I just had a, a moment of FOMO right now. And for those of you that don't know what that term is, fear of missing out. So Brad says, oh, this is going to sound bad. And then he and he threw it. He slid it in. Oh, I just got back from Honolulu. He just threw yeah. it out there like it was no big deal. So thank you. Thank you, Brad, for saying that. But, you know, Judith, it, was all, it was all work yeah, and no play. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But, you know, Judith, I, I heard you react to what Brad was saying because, you know, the application process and what I'm hearing from the two of you was almost validating number one, right? Getting the awarded validated the work, the great work that both of your companies are doing. But more important, the application process was not that hard because you're actually walking the walk. Am, am, am I getting that right, Judith? And Brad, I'll come to you next on that. It's it how how, you know, the story that you told on the application, how hard was it to put it on paper? Well, if you do your metrics all the time, and you need to do it in order to show your man management team and leaders um, your progress and why this is important to do it. Mm -hmm. If you have done that on your day to day, it will be easy for you to fill the application. Um, yeah. Okay. It's it just a matter of how organize um, the data so you can show your progress as i as i said mm -hmm. um every time i i show my numbers every month to my board of directors mm -hmm. i don't want to say it's about the numbers because one life that you touch and you include mm -hmm. in your organization will have an impact in your team and the culture but numbers are also a way to forecast and adjust your programs and your initiative and, and and the work you have to do. Well, I felt that that way too, right? And, and and I think if you're doing the work, the application is easy. Brad, what are your thoughts on that on that comment? Well, that's exactly right. And the expectation uh, of our leadership and of our teams, what, what I communicate to them, you know, I've been we've been doing it for so long that they know what the expectation is. So it's just a matter mm -hmm. of like like Judah said, gathering the metrics. Uh, on a regular basis, but also having that line of communication to let our team members know that they're they're doing the right things, or if there's a something different we want to do, a different focus, nice. uh, or a different way of doing what we normally do, but do yep. it in a more inclusive way, yep. or um, a more a, a better way to be more diverse as an organization. Um, as long as we're communicating that effectively, mm -hmm. I think that's that's the most important. Um, aspect of yeah. it. And it makes it very easy when when you have the support of your board and leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have uh, individuals like my team that are out here, you know, carrying the message out to the individual regions. Um, it's very easy to go and gather that that data, that information and and sit down with our, our marketing team and say, hey, you know, what's the best way to, to deliver this in a in a way that's appealing to the eye, that's easy to read and digest yep. for those that are reviewing the submissions. Um, and also we want to keep our, you know, we want to keep our competition on their toes, right? So <laughs> we want to <laughs> brag a little bit, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Well, no, you know, at, at Granite, we see you, right? We Like, like people say, we see you. You know, I, I would be remiss also, um, part of the application process is something that I think from our D&I committee, um, I, I mentioned I would be remiss if I didn't ask about the culture of care and the, the, the components of it. 
Walk mm-hmm. us through, Brad, I'm going to start with you. Judith, I'm going to come back to you. Um, signing up for the pledge, the commitment that you've mm-hmm. made, how is it made, the inroads that it's made throughout Hensel Phelps, Brad? And then walk us through, um, have you explored the assessment process, right, of sharing your data? And, and, then, and then just walk us through that whole strategy of rolling that out for us. So, yes, I mean, the culture of care is, is, is huge. I mean, signing the pledge for us is a no-brainer. I mean, that's, you know, that's also a part of our, our DNA. I mean, our people are our most important asset. And so we need to understand uh, what what we can do to help them from a um, mental health perspective or just overall general health perspective uh, when they come to work each day. Uh, mm-hmm. Making sure they go home to their families in a healthy way is, is critically important to us as an organization um, and, and to our people. Um, and so taking that pledge is, is just vital, in my opinion, for us as a, as a uh, large general contractor whose most important asset is their people. Mm. Bottom line, that pledge just solidifies everything that, that Henselfeld is about from a safety perspective and the overall uh, just mm-hmm. general mental health perspective. Um, and, and having that pledge and sharing it with everyone and getting everyone in our organization bought in mm-hmm. is, is critically important uh, to our success. I, I would say that's probably the most important nice. component no, uh, to our that. success as an organization. Yep. Judith, thoughts about the culture of care? I want to say that it helps us a lot understand individually that uh, day is not only about compliance with discrimination laws. Mm. It is more than that. It's, it's being yeah. part of something bigger. It's respecting our difference. It's caring from one another. And at the end, it will help the organization to have more people engaged, motivated, and feeling that they belong to, to the company. Mm-hmm. So we do culture, you know, our culture care, we do the pledge since the very beginning on the during the selection process. We made it part of the interviews. We made it part of the contracts. We do it as an induction mm. process. And, and in every opportunity we got, we uh, remind people, our people, the importance of caring mm-hmm. for one another and the importance of supporting our initiative for diversity because it is not about mm-hmm. what management or the dep- HR department do. It's about the behavior of everyone in the company. You know, it's being part of, of family. And what we learn by this is that by caring one another and helping support the initiative and and taking the pledge, we find out that we have more wellness and more a healthy environment, um, more healthy work mm. atmosphere. Nice. You know, um, as we're bringing this to a close, one of the things that I just want to put out there is, is that in parts of corporate America, there's a belief that we shouldn't have competitions around diversity, equity and inclusion. So my last question to the two of you is to ask you, are you applying again? Right. Number one. Right. And number two, if you can share with the audience why they should consider looking the application for one and applying for the recognition that both of your companies have received. 
So Judith, I'm going to start with you and Brad, we're going to close it out with you. Well, I don't see it as a competition. I see it as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. I would like to uh, apply again because that will help me see if I have progress, if I keep in shape, if, if I am keeping doing it the right way. And that would be a great benchmark for me. Mm-hmm. And it also helps uh, our efforts to get the resources we need, the attention we need from the management team. And it also helps our employees understand why it is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not a competition because, as I said before, it is not because of the number we are doing it. We want the recognition for because our testimony, our practices, we show other people that they can do it also. And that it, with that, as an industry, we will mm-hmm. be winning. Everyone in the industry will be winning because we will open more opportunities for everyone. And then we will have the kind of employees that we need. Nice. Thank you for that, Judith. Thank you. Brad, bring us home. Bring us home. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. We, we'll, we'll certainly apply. We'll apply every year that I'm here for certain. Um, and, and I'll echo is it's not a competition for us. I mean, uh, a lot of the organizations that we compete against, the leadership from their organizations, we, we talk all the time, you know, because very similarly to their cultures, we, we care about our people and our organization, of course, but we also care about the construction industry as a whole and where it's going. And we want to make sure that when, when we share our practices, we share them uh, so that others can see what can be done. And so um, when someone else wins, I want to know what are they doing? What are they doing differently Mm -hmm. that maybe we can learn from Mm. um, and get better? Because like Judah said, it's it's about the entire uh, industry Mm -hmm. uh, as a whole, not just about Hensel Phelps. Um, I am proud of our organization and it is it does help me continue to elevate our organization by sharing with them when we do win awards because Mm -hmm. they feel that sense of pride and what they're doing every day. Um, because we could easily just go out and build and, and that be it. Right. Right. But I think it's important for not only Hensel folks, but the industry to have a more inclusive environment, an environment where right. our individual employees can feel desired. They can bring their best selves to work every day uh, and be successful. And I think, you know, overall, that's going to benefit the entire organization and, and entire industry. And so we'll, we'll be applying. We're going to keep doing the best that we can. And we'll keep sharing all the successes that we've had so others can, you know, implement and take it to the next level. No, I appreciate that, Brad. You know, Brad, Judith, I can't thank you enough for allowing me to pick your brains today and share the great work that both of your companies are doing. I I could tell you I am proud um, being part of this industry to know that, Judith, your company and, and, and Brad, your company are making us better. And by the recognition that both of you or companies have received, the industry, like both of you said, is getting better. Um, And to the folks at AGC, thank you so much for the opportunity for our companies, you know, Granite, BLDM, Hansel Phelps, to be involved in this process, right? To have a culture of care strategy, to be able to have these awards and, and share best practices like both Judith and Brad have been talking about. And so with that, I'm going to say thank you again. And Leah, I, I can't thank you enough for entrusting in me 
to do a takeover, like the kids say, right? <laughs> uh, to do a takeover of a podcast that I know that's near and dear to your heart. And thank you for the great work that you're doing of, of amplifying the industry um, and the work that we're doing as individual companies itself. So thank you, Leah. Absolutely. Been a pleasure. Thank you. It's a great episode. Congratulations to all of you on your well-deserved recognition and awards. You mentioned a couple things today on the episode uh, about AGC's Culture of Care program and the award program. And I just want to make sure everybody knows that we're going to include those links in the show notes. Mm. Uh, but you can go to www.agc.org diversity. And it's it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys all. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. And thanks to everybody out there for listening. We appreciate it. This has been another episode of AGC's Constructor Cast. Please subscribe to Constructor Cast from your podcast app, or you can stream all available episodes right from your computer at www.agc.org slash constructorcast. 